This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. All right. What is up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Bobby Podcast. On today's episode, I have a very special guest, another one from TikTok. I'm sure if uh, if you follow me on TikTok, you certainly know who he is. Uh, I have at OKWill. Okay uh, that's at OKWill okay on TikTok. He posts great uh, eating disorder recovery videos. He posts what he eats uh, and just other miscellaneous videos that are all really, really entertaining. And just he posts a lot of great, useful and purposeful content. Um, really glad to have him on. He has 98,000 TikTok followers. Unreal. He's very consistent. Um, Will, how are you doing? And I'm doing great. Thank you for having me on. How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing great. And of course, I uh, when I originally posted that video, like, oh, if I, uh, if you know, who wants to come on my my podcast? I initially thought about you because we post very similar content, obviously. Um, and I think you you shed really uh, you shed a really great light on eating disorders, not just for men but for everyone, um, and especially at a young age. Uh, I believe you're 16 or 17, correct? That's right. I just turned 16. Just turned 16. Well, happy, happy late birthday, man. Um, Thank you. Yeah. And I think that's awesome. Be just, just because I know when I was 16 and I was dealing, dealing with this stuff, I like never could have imagined like openly talking about it. So I think that's, that's awesome that, that you took that leap of faith and are openly talking about this kind of stuff. Cause I think it's a lot of important, or I think it's very important for a lot of guys your age to, to hear, because I'm sure there's a lot of other, there's a lot of other guys struggling out there um, with an ED that are around your age, but that are just too afraid to step up and talk about it. So I think that's awesome that, that you are openly talking about this stuff. Oh yeah. Thank you. And I'm sure that there are a whole lot more than I can even think of. So, oh yeah. Yeah. And obviously you've built quite the, uh, the fan base, the following on TikTok. A lot of people are very interested, uh, into what you have to say and you've helped out a lot of people. Um, you're what I, you're what I eat today is are very entertaining. I like the way you do them. I like how you just like, you go like, oh, for breakfast, I'm having this. And then for lunch, I'm having this. Like, I don't know. I kind of like how you do it. It's a little bit different from the way other people do them. But, but I think it's a really great strategy. And it's really cool. I love you're like you're what I eat is or one of like the few or I actually like look forward watching to or look forward to watching. Um, I just yeah, I think I think they're great. So <laughs> I love to hear that, man. I'm yeah. so happy to hear. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So let's just get into it. So the first question I want to ask you um just in general just like what has it been like just your whole like your your journey dealing with an ed at such like a young teenage age all right so do you want me to go into kind of how it developed or uh just how i'm kind of dealing with it any way you want to go about it it's up to you all right so i guess if i just i'll just give a brief rundown on kind of how it all started just so um you know everyone kind of get a context of how it went So uh, we all got put on lockdown back in like, what, March of last year, so March of 2020. And uh, I was, I wasn't like a big guy, but I was on the bigger side. So, you know, I kind of figured, hey, you know, let's take this time. God knows how long we're going to be home. And let's just try and make the best out of it that we can. You know, let's really try and change ourselves so when life does go back to normal, 
you know, I look better instead of how I am. You know, like people notice that I actually did something with my time other than this sit inside and play video games. So uh, I would just kind of go out and just play basketball every day. And then I started noticing that I would like, uh, I'd make sure I was playing an hour a day all of a sudden. Like, uh, it's kind of like how you said on, I can't remember which podcast it was, but like it was just like you started doing things, you know? It was like just, I can't even describe it. I was just set times for myself that things had to be done. And uh, from there, it just kind of spiraled onto the months leading on. And then I went to restricting food. And uh, yeah, so when we got back to school, I really noticed like I was starting to have an issue because, you know, everybody was looking at me different and I changed more than I thought. But Gotcha. Yeah. And I, I think you're certainly not alone in the fact that once COVID hit in March of 2020, like a lot of people were like, oh, I'm going to use this time to I'm going to take advantage and get in better shape and like lose this weight or, you know, whatever. Um, so, yeah, a lot of people fell into that trap. And that's where the, you know, disordered eating, all that kind of stuff starts, because like I don't know about you, but what happened with me, because I was in the same boat, I was on the heavier side and I wanted to lose weight as quick as I possibly could. And then once I saw results, I got like initial results, I got hooked. And like, that's all I thought about. Um, all I wanted to do was just like, you know, be lighter than, than I was the day before, you know, like I just, I just got instantly hooked. Like once you see results, that's all you can think about, all you care about, like any slip up is just like, oh my God, like I'm just going to lose all my progress and get set back and go back to the way I was like, I don't want that. Um, and it's such like a, it's a very toxic mindset and cycle to get out of. Um, it's so hard to get out of. Um, and yeah, and I think COVID that, that there was certainly a spike of that mindset during COVID because, you know, you had nothing else to do other than, oh, I'm just going to get in shape and I'm going right. to devote all my time to this. So, yeah, no, I, I definitely remember when the whole numbers thing started becoming obsession and uh, I kind of fell down the same trap you did once again. It was like, I wasn't just weighing myself once a day. It was like, after you use the restroom, you know, let's say you just drank some water, like, had a snack or whatever it just it was a bad spiral that I just fell down and you know I mean I'm I'm sure I've heard your story and I know that you kind of went through that same path and it it's really rough to get out of that whole numbers situation yeah I remember like you know when it comes to weighing yourself multiple times a day like I remember I would go I would wake up I'd weigh myself when I first woke up I would go to the gym run a couple miles drink a, a lot of water, I'd come back, weigh myself thinking I'd weigh less because I just worked out, but I'd weigh more because I just drank a lot of water. Obviously, like I have a, a ton of water in my system. So obviously, I'm going to weigh more. But at the time, I didn't know that I was like, wait, like, how did I just gain weight? Like, I just ran like three miles. Like what? Like, that, that doesn't make sense. Um, so yeah, I would just keep weighing myself you know, multiple times a day, like just hoping the number would keep going down and just like expecting like instant results. And like, then when that didn't happen, I was just so disappointed and like frustrated and like, okay, like now I'm just going to like restrict even more tomorrow because like, I just want to get even lighter. And it's just like, it's such a toxic cycle. So I can definitely, I definitely can relate to that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, thank you for sharing that, that story. Will. and, uh, is, do you remember the exact moment where you wanted to get better or like, you know, the situation, the day, or just like the exact moment when you decided, okay, I want to fix this. Yeah, so um, I actually have it jotted down. It was, I don't know why, I can never remember any other date, but 
of course, I remember this. I guess it's it's kind of like an important date, but it was February 25th of this year. So I, I want to say it was like a Thursday or whatever. But uh, in school, every single day, like we have an hour for PE. So I was like, you know what? I must play basketball for an hour every single day. I don't care how hot and sweaty I get. I don't care about anything. I've just got to play. And I would play for an hour a day. And then, you know, I was just like to the point where my ankles and my feet, they just felt they had bricks on them because I just was not eating enough. Like walking around and all that, like you're using all that energy and, you know, working those muscles and you weren't providing them any nutrients. So I just felt like crap, man. And, uh, you know, that Thursday or Friday night, I sat down and I opened up to my mom about it. It was like end of February. And I was just like, hey, you know, I'm going through this and I have no idea what to do. Like I've, I'm constantly sore. I'm weak. I would also do this other thing where I, we had an ag class and we have a football practice field. And instead of just like screwing around in ag class, because that's really all that we ever did, I would just like go and walk around the football field just to try and walk. So I told her about that. And then another thing that I brought up was like, you know, this was, I, I don't even remember. I guess we had like nachos around that time or whatever. But I said, look at that bag of Doritos over there. You know how bad I've wanted a Dorito for like so long? And I wouldn't even let myself have like one chip, man. That's how caught up in it I was. And I said, I can't do this anymore. So then and there, I was just like, man, it's either I fix this or it even it goes you know further down the loop and i knew i didn't have much longer if i just kept going down that path that's yeah i mean like i can relate to to a lot of that especially just like you get to a point or even you're just like okay like this is a problem like i i, I gotta fix something like once you recognize how much of a problem it is you're like okay i just i i like, I, I, I gotta fix this um and i you mentioned you told your mom about it i know for me the first person i told was my sister and that was like one of like the hardest things I ever had to do. Was that difficult for you to like openly talk about it? Oh man, I broke down like a baby. I was just sobbing. And I remember like you said, you know, it it is tough to open up because that's something that's like so personal that it it's just kind of like you really don't want people knowing. But yeah, I I told my mom and then I told a family friend, you know, a few days later and I, I did the same thing, man. I just broke down. It's so difficult. Right. And especially just as, you know, dealing with it as a guy, like, cause you know, a lot of people view eating disorders as like a woman's disorder. Like it's, guys like can't have it. So like, there's like that added stigma to like not only dealing with one, but talking about it openly. Um, it, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Because, you know, um, all guys, you know, y'all, y'all want to look tough and macho and all that. Like you really don't have emotions. I mean, you either see it in every single guy, you know, every single guy has that kind of attitude. So, you know, being a guy with an eating disorder, it, it's very difficult because, you know, you see all your friends around you and, you know, like kids, kids my age, all you ever do is eat. And there's being that one kid in the corner, it's kind of like, oh, you know, like, why? How's everybody else enjoying this? And I'm not. So, yeah, I kind of, I kind of felt like I would be seen as weak if I did open up about it or, did ever mention anything exactly because like the the stereotype around like you know like teenage boys is like oh my god they just want to eat like all the time like 24 7 and like that's all they want to do 
but it's obviously not really like that. Um, so yeah, and it's tough to be like, feel like you're on the outside looking in, um, compared to everyone else, uh, especially as a guy. Um, and that's, that's what I was most afraid of. Like, you know, when I wanted to openly talk about it just because of that, like that stigma, like, Oh, you know, men don't deal with this. Like, you know, they're, they're supposed to be like, you know, strong and like, they, they never should deal with anything like this. Um, but it, like, but like, you know, like you said, like at some point you're just like, all right, I'm tired of this. Like, I, I want to get better and fix this and, you know, just not deal with this anymore. So, um, in terms of the, uh, the progression from telling one person, your mom and your fam- family friend, like you said, to publicly talking about it on the internet, on TikTok, how did, how did that come into play? When did you decide to like, okay, I'm going to try and help other people now? Okay. So, um. I guess the best way to go about this would be I, to start from uh, February 25th and just kind of go through the whole TikTok thing started. So after that, after I kind of told my mom, you know, she was like, oh, we need to check your blood pressure because, you know, it, it's weird for you to be feeling so sluggish and all that. Like, yeah, I understand you haven't eaten enough, but, you know, being sluggish, that's a real issue too. So we took my blood pressure and it was like, I really don't know whole blood pressure thing, but I think you're supposed to have like 60 beats a minute or something. And I was having around like the low forties. So we ended up going to the, uh, I think that's called blood pressure. Anyway, so we ended up going to uh, like the children's hospital and I got admitted and I was there for nine days. So I got out like March 9th and that whole time I was in the hospital, all I saw or all I really had was my phone. So I was just on TikTok and um, I just started getting on my For You page, you know, like eating disorder awareness videos. And man, it would help me so much when I was there. I would have like 30 minutes to eat a meal or whatever. And I just turn on my phone, hop on one of these recovery accounts and I would just watch them and scroll through because it would just help me eat. And when I got home, I was like, you know what? Yeah, I have a problem. It might be embarrassing to show it to everybody, but if it's helping me, surely I can make something kind of like that that'll help somebody else. So that's just kind of where I went with it. And uh, that was really one of the first things I did when I got back home. Wow, that's that's awesome to hear. Was there anyone in particular that you would watch or were you just like, would you just scroll and just like see a bunch of different accounts? There was really a bunch of different accounts i can't really remember uh the first person that i watched but i know there was this one girl and uh it was one of the first accounts i can't even remember her name anymore but she kind of she was one of the first that i saw and she quit making videos a while back so i haven't seen any of her videos since probably april but uh yeah it was just so many different accounts man i was following anybody i could just to keep that on my for you page because that's all that was helping me Gotcha. And yeah, like you mentioned, like, yeah, it might be embarrassing, but I'm just going to do it like that. Yeah. Like once you get over that hump of like, just not caring about what other people think, because you have a bigger goal in mind, it it just like, it, it flips a switch. Because I remember like when I was like debating making my account, I was like, oh, like, you know, I could probably count on like, you know, one hand, how many people know about like my struggles. And now I'm just going to randomly just like open up to the entire world potentially. Uh, that was tough, but I was like, you know what? Like the people that are in my life, they'll actually matter to me if they're still with me after I start posting this. Like they're not going to look at me any differently. 
they're not going to view me any differently, judge me, whatever. Like they're going to be, you know, nothing's going to change. Uh, so I was like, all right, screw it. Like, I'll just, I'll start posting. Like, I don't care what people think anymore. Like I want to help people now. Like, cause yeah, like I was in the same boat. Like I remember like early quarantine, I would, you know, I'd be watching like my for you page was just full of those same like accounts, those same recovery accounts. And I was like, you know what? Like, there's really not a ton about this kind of stuff from like a guy's perspective. And I was like, okay, like I'm at a point now where I'm comfortable enough where I can talk about it with other people. Why don't I start posting about this from a guy's perspective? Because there definitely needs to be more guys openly talking about this because like we were saying earlier, it's still pretty stigmatized against men. Um, so I was like, you know what? I'm going to try and be that voice for, for guys. I know there are, but there are plenty of guys out there now that post about it. And that's awesome. But at the time I was like, I just, I, I want to, I want people to see this from a guy's perspective and know that this doesn't only happen to women. Um, yeah. And that, sorry to cut you off, but that's one thing that I'd really like to kind of, you know, get the point across, whether it's, you know, an eating disorder, addiction or whatever, it does not have a gender. It does not have, you know, a certain group of people that get involved with it. It can be anyone and everyone. I, it, it doesn't just pick guys or girls, you know? Oh, absolutely. You're absolutely right. Yeah. Like, like, like you said, that goes with anything. It doesn't, it doesn't just have to be an eating disorder. It could be anything. Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't stigmatize anything. Um, and that, that's great. Um, and do you remember, um, how you were feeling like when you actually started, you know, putting some videos out there and you actually, you were getting some, you know, replies, some responses. Like, do you remember like what that was like? Absolutely. So, um, I put out my first video and I was so scared of it just flopping. I, it, it just doing terrible. And me waking up the next morning because all, all the followers I had at the time were my friends. And I was just scared of waking up the next morning and just getting a whole bunch of texts like, man, are you really on this app posting food? Like, are you serious? Like, I saw that on my TikTok. And it was completely the opposite. I woke up that next morning to 500 followers, a thousand something, one to 2,000 views on just like my first video. It, it may not have been quite 500 followers. That, that's kind of a stretch for one to 2,000 views. But it was close to around that. And I saw that I had 99 plus notifications on TikTok. And I immediately took screenshots. I ran downstairs. I told my mom. I was freaking out. And I just felt like I was on cloud nine because, like, people were accepting it. I wasn't getting any hate. All the comments were people saying how proud of me they were. And that just really lifted my spirits. Oh, that's awesome, man. And that the same thing actually happened to me. Like, when I first posted my first video, or, like, when I like my first, like, week of posting, I would post, like, only what I eat in a day's. And like my friends, like, like same, same as you, my only followers, like were my friends. I had like 10 followers or like all my friends. And they're like, dude, like just why do you keep posting these every single day? Like, what are you doing? Like, like what? Like, why are you posting these every single day? And, uh, and then like after that, that's when I decided to start posting like eating disorder awareness videos. And like, that's, yeah, like, that's when I started to notice like my first, um, little flux of followers come in and like views come in, um, so then that's, that's what kept me going. That kept me motivated. Like, okay, like this one video I made helped out like three people. Like, I want to keep doing that. Like, like that feeling was like unmatched, like being able to like affect someone's day for the better like that, like that just made me feel so good. So I wanted to keep doing that. Um, and yeah, just, you know, like the motivation that just keeps going. And like, obviously um, it's been almost a year now. My first video I posted December 1st, I think of 2020. So now it's been almost a year and like, I just, I, I love it so much. So that's great that like, uh, you found 
a joy in like posting and helping people out and you like you just want to keep getting that feeling over and over again because it's such a great feeling oh yeah there is no better feeling like you said i've seen so many people in your comments just saying wow you helped me eat today and i get those same comments too and i just try my best to respond to every single one of them because there's like truly no better feeling than knowing you help someone like that that's just amazing Oh, it's, it's unmatched. And yeah, I, I also, yeah, if I, if I have a video that, you know, insanely blows up, I know I can't get back to everyone and that, that sucks and that pains me because like, obviously I'm not ignoring them on purpose. Like I really do appreciate like all, every single comment I get, like it means the world. Like seriously, it's still, it's just so surreal to me still. But like, um, yeah, I think it's important to just like kind of take in, cause like I know a lot of, there's a lot of creators out there, influencers who kind of like, they get to a certain point in their career where they have just so many, you know, millions of followers and like they kind of lose track of why they started and they kind of take for granted like the comments they get, the messages they get, the engagement they get because they're just like, oh, I'm just going to get this same engagement every time. But they kind of yeah, lose they get called up. Right. And they kind of lose sight in the fact that like these these are actual human beings that care about what you have to say. And like it blows my mind that I have one hundred and seventeen thousand people who care about what I have to say that just like it doesn't make sense to me. Um, and like, I'm never going to take that for granted. I'm never going to like, yeah, it's just like, it, it blows my mind to this day. And, uh, speaking of, uh, like your videos in general, you made a, you made a video. I don't remember exactly when, but I remember watching it and it actually, it, you brought up a great point. It was about people were asking you why you eat PB2, uh, just because it's, it's viewed as a, a diet food. Cause like it's, it's a lower, it's a lower calorie peanut butter. People will question why you ate that because you were in recovery. People think like you should, you shouldn't eat those kind of foods. Um, and I think you had a great explanation. Can you kind of go in on your explanation? If you remember, I know you made that video a couple months ago, but <laughs> yeah. So I actually went back and watched that video and I was kind of trying to jot down some notes, kind of remember what I was saying, but I just really wanted to give an explanation because like people would see my videos like this almost watery, like brown peanut butter and i purposely added too much water to it in every video one to spark conversation of course because like you said you always try to like get some engagement get some people comment and just i try and chop it up for jokes sometimes but um i i really just like the consistency of it because i like pour it in my yogurt and mix it up anyway that's not important but uh yeah so i said that i would rather just even though it may be a diet food i would rather know that I'm still eating something than not eat anything at all. So whether that's putting, you know, like if you're not having butter on toast, but you still have a little bit of jelly, you know, I, you're still having something other than just toast. Same goes for peanut butter on it or whatever, you know, it's better than not eating anything. So I'm trying to work my way back up to a normal peanut butter. And I've kind of fallen into a trap where I kind of prefer PB2 over normal peanut butter now. And I know that I need to get out of that hump. But um, I I just felt like, you know, I needed to address it because I was getting so much flat. And I just wanted people to know that it's better that I'm eating something than nothing. Absolutely. Like I say that all the time. Like it's always better to eat something than eat nothing at all. It doesn't matter if it's a donut, if it's a slice of pizza. That's a million times better than eating nothing. So I thought that explanation was great. And I honestly never even thought about it like that. Um, like at the time, because yeah, like, you know, the common theme is like, oh, you know, if you're recovering from an eating disorder, you shouldn't be eating things like PB2 and like low calorie ice cream and like stuff like that. But, uh, you know, some of the stuff actually tastes good. 
<laughs> um, it does. Um, and yeah, like it's it's better than eating nothing because obviously you shouldn't be eating nothing ever. That's just it's a recipe for disaster, you know. Because we we both been there, like we know what that's like, and that's just should never. No one should ever go through that. And yeah, so eating something is always better than nothing. If 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 you're listening to this and you take one thing away from this podcast, just eating something is always better than eating nothing. So I thought that was thought that was a, a great um, a great video to make and a great response. Um, that is kind of funny how you mentioned you, you you added too much water on purpose to to spark some engagement. That's that's a pretty clever. <laughs> that's a pretty clever business decision. Um, but uh, do you have any like do you have any favorite creators on TikTok that that you look forward to watching the most? Yeah, so I was actually while we were in the midst of our conversation, I was able to find the the first account. That I ever liked the ED recovery stuff. So her account name was like Holly Likes to Eat. And she quit posting back in like March. March 28th was her last video. It was like, hey guys, I gotta take a break. She's who I first found and she was one of my favorites for the longest time. And uh funny enough, Trace Oates, I'm I'm sure that you and a whole lot of other people know who he is. Yep. But he he really doesn't do recovery stuff. His oatmeal videos, man, I would always just watch those when I was eating too. And then I ran across your content, of course. And I'm not just saying this because we're on the podcast, but it's just so neat being able to relate to another guy that's just a little bit older than me, kind of in the same shoes. And then other than you, it was Eleni. And those are like, those are my top four that I really just, anytime there's content posted, always make sure I'm liking it, always trying to, you know, interact. Yeah, those are really my four main accounts. Oh man, I appreciate that. And yeah, I uh, I actually I, for, I I do recognize that that name, the Holly likes to eat. I do recognize that. I kind of forgot about her. Um, yeah, Trace's oats. Yeah, he's. Uh, I think yeah, we're, we're mutuals on TikTok. He's. Uh, I'm, I might I might try and get him on the the pod at some point. That'd be interesting because he. I know he does talk about recovery rarely. Like he, because I know he he did deal with an ED at some point. But yeah, like you said, obviously his main form of content is oatmeal, which he did help me get right. on my oatmeal addiction like that, man. Oh my gosh, man. <laughs> my oatmeal addiction is awful. I have it so often. <laughs> yeah, I think I made a video on this a couple weeks ago. I, there's got to be some sort of correlation about like dealing with an ED and like having an oatmeal addiction. It's just like, it's got to, it's got to be somewhere. There's got to be some sort of correlation because it's actually nuts. Um, oh yeah. I saw that. And at first I was like, nah, man, I, I think that's just you and a few others. And then I started noticing, like, so many accounts I would watch, it's always oatmeal. And I was like, oh, wow. <laughs> I know. <laughs> like know, Everybody yeah. is. Everybody's eating oatmeal. <laughs> I know, like, because, yeah, like, I thought about it, and I was like, you know what? Yeah, like, a lot of people I follow who, like, post similar content, like, they always eat oatmeal. And so I was like, you know, let me post that, see what happens. The video got, like, a million views, and they're like, oh, my God, like, you know, I, I agree. And I was just like, wow. Yeah. Um <laughs> but um all right let's let's hear uh i'm putting on on the spot here but let's hear your uh your top three favorite foods of all time Ooh, wow really do know how to put me on the spot so are we talking about holidays or are we talking about in general oh just in general okay so in general i have to say for breakfast 100 percent chocolate chip waffles man any chance i get to go to waffle house and get chocolate chip waffles you best better bet they will get destroyed. For lunch, I'm a really big pepperoni pizza fan. Man, I can just put the smack on some pizza, 
and uh, I can really have it for any meal of the day. But I think my favorite, my favorite like dinner would have to be uh, my mom's homemade chicken and dumplings. It's not the best chicken and dumplings in the world, but it's my mom's and it's homemade. And man, I can tear that up too. But those have got to be my top three. How about you? Nice. Yeah, it's always the home cooked meals. Um, let me think. Oh, now you put me on the spot. So it's tough because like I want to include like oatmeal, but like my oatmeal is like a combination of different foods. Like it's oatmeal, it's peanut butter, and it's banana and like cinnamon. So like I'm, I'm combining foods into making it one. But like I guess that's the same thing as like pizza. Like you're combining like bread, cheese. So yeah, no. So oatmeal is number one for sure. Uh, number two, actually, hold on. So one A oatmeal, one B <laughs> peanut butter, just like straight like peanut butter in general. Um, then third one, uh, third one. Let me think. I guess I would, I guess I would go with like pasta with like a nice vodka sauce. Um, yeah, pasta and vodka sauce. My my grandma's home. Yeah, grandma's pasta. Yeah, I can't can't beat that. You know. And it's hard to be some grandma's cooking. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Can't can never take that for granted. So yeah, those are definitely definitely my top three. Uh, I'm trying to think, is there anything else? Like I'm trying to think like what I eat every day because I one of the biggest things for me is I try and eat my favorite foods every day. Like right, uh, like you know you, you got to make food fun. So I'm trying to think, what else do I? Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I go ahead. I was just going to say like eating. I kind of fall into the trap eating the same foods every day, but it's stuff I love. So it never really gets old, but I know it gets old for content. Oh, dude, exactly. Like I get comments saying like, you know, like, why do you eat the same foods? I'm like, you know, is like, isn't that the goal? Like, isn't the goal to find the diet that you can enjoy eating every single meal, every single snack so you can have it every single day? Like, isn't that the goal? Like, yeah, I get it uh, from, yeah, from a content perspective. Yeah, it gets pretty repetitive and boring, which is honestly kind of why I kind of scale back on how many days a week I post what I eat in a day just because like I don't want to post the same video seven times a day and like because I do voiceovers exactly. too so like I'd be saying the same thing every day I'm just like okay this is ridiculous um so like yeah I know I totally agree but like that is the goal I feel like that's like the end goal is to be able to eat foods that you can enjoy every single day like because that, that's oh, yeah. the goal because like if you can't do that or like if you're purposely avoiding your favorite foods to hit like a fitness goal or whatever like that's not sustainable like you want to find long-term lifestyle changes um that incorporate your favorite foods like if you can't find that then what you're doing isn't isn't uh sustainable so that's uh, huge i agree 100 percent. yeah that's huge um well all right well that's that's all we have i really do appreciate you coming on um this is this turned out great uh thank you again again if you're listening to this go go follow well on tiktok um that's at uh, okay dot will post great great food content great ed recovery content you will not be disappointed so well like once again i appreciate you for coming out man this is this was great yeah man thank you so much for having me on i've always wanted to be on a podcast so uh i'm so glad that you gave me this opportunity oh yeah man you did great of course uh this is yeah this was great so um yeah all right thank you for listening everyone i hope you guys have a wonderful rest of your day